0: everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Thrive in EDU podcast. I'm Rochelle Denae Poth. And if you are joining in for the first time, thank you. And if you've been listening to maybe not necessarily all of my episodes since I started back in September, but you've heard a few, I thank you for coming back uh, and listening again and would love for you to send some of your friends uh, my way to listen to the podcast as well and share their ideas. That will be awesome. So, for today, I was thinking about talking about how we can explore the world beyond our classroom. And in light of, you know, the past couple of weeks, uh, looking at how we can create opportunities for students with remote learning, what happens if schools close, or, you know, who knows, for whatever reason, or students or teachers cannot be in school. And beyond that, what are some ways that we can seriously like bring the world to our classroom or create, you know, for our students to make the world their classroom in a sense. And mm-hmm. so I was thinking about a movie and this goes way back, but if anybody has seen it, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, which was about, and if you've not seen it, then yeah, I would recommend it. It's pretty funny. I mean, for an early eighties oh, movie, probably, but in the movie, Uh, two high school students are trying to avoid having to be enrolled in military school and failing their history course. And somehow they go to a telephone booth and it's actually a telephone time machine. And so Bill and Ted travel through time. uh, And Bill and Ted are played by, oh my goodness, what is his name? Sean Penn, And Keanu Reeves, I had to think. So they go back in time, and they decide they're going to collect all of the historical figures that they can, so they can prepare the ultimate, and that was like their favorite word, the ultimate history presentation. So imagine, like when they went through this experience in the movie, they went back in time to places like ancient Greece and France, they were in China, and... What an impact it would be for learning if they could learn directly from people like Socrates, who they kept calling Socrates, or brave the battlegrounds with Napoleon and fight alongside Genghis Khan, or have a conversation and see the 18-year-old Joan of Arc leading the French army to a victory. Uh, Imagine how it was for them when they were in the wild, wild west with Billy the Kid and watching Beethoven play the piano. Let's see what else was in there. Abraham Lincoln was giving the Gettysburg Address. Imagine what it would be like if students could go through history and interact with those people, immerse themselves in those places, learn directly from being in that space, if it were possible. Like in the movie back then, I mean, you knew that it wasn't totally real, but it was still a cool movie and it was highly entertaining. But wouldn't it be a more meaningful way for students to learn and retain the information? Like, could you imagine having the opportunity to go back in time and, or travel to another place and explore on your own? Like what kind of an impact would exploration like that have on students and their learning? I would think and I'm willing to bet that it would lead to higher student engagement, definitely more authentic because they'd be making their own personal connections with it. So where to begin? Think about something that you teach every single year, probably, maybe it's just a specific concept or it might even be a chapter or a unit of study. And even for you, the person who is like passionate about your job and what you teach and the content, you're just like, ah, this is not best content ever. I shouldn't say that, but I really don't know what to do with it because it's kind of boring to me. And so you need some other ideas. Like it definitely happens. Maybe you've thought about ideas, like how you can cover that material. If you've reached out to students, to colleagues, try different strategies, and maybe it's still kind of like, oh, you know, not that great. So think about another option is think about times when you have told students just imagine what it would be like. like. What would it be like to live back in you know, the year 1200 or uh, to see somebody give a speech, a famous speech from history, or to go to a different place around the world, like exploring the wonders of the world or outer space or interacting and seeing what it's like to live in a, with different you know, cultural backgrounds and have a different perspective. Just when you would, would say, imagine... It's those types of things that maybe we can do something differently with. Um, YouTube is great. You can find videos to show in class. And especially now when you have some that are like 360 where it really does pull you in and you're more immersed in it, that's not a bad idea. But I know for me teaching Spanish, a lot of times I would be showing videos of places we were reading about or they would see pictures in the book. And sometimes the book was just a black and white drawing. Uh, field trips are great, but teaching Spanish, living in Pittsburgh, we don't have access to a lot of different places. Traveling abroad is not easy to do. It doesn't happen quickly. It's not um, very cheap to take a group of students abroad. So what can we do that maybe it's not exactly the same as those types of experiences might provide if we could actually take students to a different place, uh, go to, from in my case, Argentina, or go on a tour of Europe, or I don't know, see the animals under the sea, or what is it like in outer space? But we can use some different tools and technologies that are out there. Not that technology is the answer, but in some cases it can make a huge difference. And I think this is one of those cases, and this is how we can have students explore the world beyond our classroom. And, you know, taking field trips a lot, getting students out of school while they're always for that, like we'll have a field trip and They don't even necessarily know where we're going. They sign up anyway. And it's always like, don't you want to know? And they say, no, it's just a chance to get out of school. So taking some opportunities that are available that we can bring in, like, let's say with augmented virtual reality, using those 360 videos on YouTube, just some ideas for a start. And I know that's the biggest part is like, where do I start? Where do I find the time? Do I have to explore a lot of different tools? Um, is the technology going to work? Are my students going to have devices? All of those things are definitely questions we have to make sure that we address uh, because digital equity and equity in general are so important, but making sure we have everything set up ahead of time, that's where we want to start. But just some ideas for how you can get started quickly. And this applies to any level. You can find content uh, a lot of, I mean, free and there are some paid tools that are out there. But for me, when I was trying to get more opportunities for my students to see what it would look like to walk around in Spain, rather than just saying, imagine, or here, watch this video. I started with Nearpod and Nearpod for me ended up being a game changer in my classroom because one of my, uh, several of my students really didn't like technology, which I thought was a surprise because they were always on their cell phones, which I'm often on my cell phone too. I shouldn't say anything, but it was an interesting conversation and I found it quite humorous, but I used Nearpod and I created a lesson where they had some VR field trips and it was amazing that about a week and a half or so later after first using that, I had a student come in who created a project for Spanish using Nearpod and that wasn't anything that I had considered or even suggested to them as an option and this student just did it and just thought it was like an amazing way to be able to go and explore the places that they were learning about. So for you, if you're looking for some quick ideas, go to Nearpod. And they have VR field trips. So if you've been talking about what it's like to travel to, I'll just pick Europe, you can find VR field trips that could take students there. And there are already made lessons, so you don't have to spend a lot of time creating. But if you do want to create, you can get started really quickly and just pull all of those um, different tours. And they have 3D objects and other activities and things that you can pull into a Nearpod lesson. Another one that we've used is uh, Merge. And Merge, it's the Merge Cube. So having students, if they're learning about the solar system, if they are dissecting a frog, if they're looking at parts of a cell, or, I mean, there are so many new lessons available with the Merge EDU platform, but if you're not familiar with Merge, the cube, it's a holographic cube, and you can hold and interact with 3D objects in your hands. And so it's the augmented, if you have your headset on, it's a virtual reality, but you can explore outer space, the human body, biology-related topics. And you can also use it in with another tool called CoSpaces, which enables students to create these spaces in virtual reality. And so giving students the opportunity to not only like consume these experiences, but also to create them as well is definitely powerful for them. And it has, in my case, I've seen students become more engaged. They've retained the content longer, uh, especially with using things like CoSpaces, where they were thinking about the Spanish vocabulary putting objects in, labeling them, or using the audio to record audio, pronouncing some of the words, it really did make a difference. Uh, That's just one option. Other things that we can do, pen pals. That is something way long ago where you had to write the letter or sign up for the service and hope that it didn't take too long with the mail. Now we have technology, we have so many opportunities to do this, uh, even starting with Skype. In the Microsoft community, setting up a You know, connection with another classroom. People have done the mystery Skype where you have both classrooms trying to guess the location of the other and they can only ask questions that yield a yes or no. So that's kind of fun, an easy way to get started with. For me, we used Edmodo a couple of years ago to start with project based learning. Another one that many people are using now is Flipgrid to record the videos or to see what is already available whenever you look at the Flipgrid site. And a most well, I should say in the last two years, another favorite has been Buncee. And with Buncee, for my project-based learning, my students created an About Me, and we shared them with a school we had been collaborating with in Argentina and in Spain, uh, just for my students to create using Buncee to share like, what it's like to live in the United States, in Pittsburgh, what their inter- interests are, what the classes are like, and anything they wanted to share. And we they created Buncee's, and sent them to those students. And then about a week later, we got a group of Buncees back that the students had created. And they had never heard of Buncee, but we not only were able to have our students learn about the other classroom, but build and exchange and actually teach each other these different technology skills and build digital citizenship in the process, um, social emotional learning. And they just, it was a more authentic and meaningful way for them to learn um, about other cultures and the language that they were studying. And they were just really excited to engage in that activity. And I just loved seeing what they created and then just that exchange between our classrooms. Uh, But there are a lot of wonderful options that are out there. Empatico is one that has uh, activities and collaborations set up from around the world for younger students, I believe. And even, you know, depending on the age, you can check into that as well. Uh, But they do help educators get set up. And... Students can learn about real world issues and that global collaboration and making those connections, uh, learning about different cultures and the backgrounds is really something that I've tried to do more of in my classroom. And even like I mentioned, Buncee with Buncee Buddies, Flipgrid had Flipgrid Pals, or as I mentioned also, the Mystery Skype. And so you don't have to do all of the things, but just think about something that you teach where maybe you do use video or maybe there are pictures or you know images in the book. Or anything, even just visuals in the classroom, think about what it would be like if students could actually look inside that space, whether it's using Nearpod or creating something on their own. Like, say, uh, Google Expeditions has a lot of tours all available for free for teachers to lead students on. You could even use Google Tour Creator and have students or yourself create a tour. So, what I mean, it would be fun for people in the community to see that students create a, hey, welcome to our, this is our school, and create a tour of different locations and places around the school community or anywhere around the world. The idea is just to pick one thing, give them some options. Uh, maybe it's a scavenger hunt, use, and then you use one of these tools. Uh, have them tell a story, but use an augmented virtual reality tour, or tool, <laughs> not tour, but you can make a tour. Or even to start with Nearpod like I did, and that's really how I started with the augmented virtual reality in my classroom, and it did make a big difference. And so being able to have access to one of these tools really did open up a lot of different opportunities, more than what I was already providing in my classroom. And so those are just a few of the ideas based on conversations I've had in the last week, also just things, you know, the past couple of weeks looking at remote learning, what can we provide for our students to get them to create if they can't be in school, or to connect and collaborate with students from around the world. These are just some of the options that are out there that enable that to happen. So anyway, thank you for listening. And as always, not sure about the next episode, but we'll catch you next time. Would love to hear from you some feedback. If you want to come on to my Thrive in EDU podcast, we'd love to have you. Thanks for listening, and i uh, will catch you later.